What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. To be free from pain, I think that many of us seek that status in our life, particularly as you get older. You want to be free from pain, and one of the ways we do that in the world in which we indwell is through medicine. And, you know, medicine is, in fact, a, it's a miracle on many levels what it can do. The drugs that we utilize for this purpose are give us relief when everything else is, we've reached the end. I've got back pain. I've got neck pain, shoulder pain. A life lived very roughly on my part. But we turn to these things called analgesics, and they relieve us of pain that we suffer from. And these can range from anything like an aspirin, perhaps, Tylenol. But it also extends into a group of drugs called opioids. And unfortunately, the world 
in which we indwell now these opioids and these substances that we turn to to relieve us from pain seem to have created another kind of pain, a pain that breaks the heart, a pain that is bookended by grief. Today, we're going to talk about fentanyl and the recent spike in deaths related to fentanyl, emphasized by three cases. My name is Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. Dave, I've been a pain in the rear end. I've been a pain in the neck. And sometimes you just can't get relief from either, either in a metaphorical sense or in a literal sense. But pain, pain relief we need. We certainly do many times. And, of course, the first reaction is to either reach up in the medicine cabinet or go to the doctor. But, unfortunately... We've got a big segment of our population that goes to other locations to relieve pain. And I don't necessarily know that it's, it's physical pain as much as it is many times emotional pain. A lot of people self-medicate psychological disorders when people are going through emotional upheavals that we now tend to overregulate. I think. You know, it's okay to feel down every now and again. It's okay yeah. to feel great every now and again. But oftentimes we all want to feel great. I mean, we've been, everybody has been looking for the happy pill. Yep. When bare aspirin came out, it was the happy pill. I don't know if people know this. Do a little studying. You're going to find out that they used to call them patent medicines. Remember the old joke about the patent medicine man coming through town and they'd sell you whatever. And uh, yeah. if you go back on the Andy Griffith show, you'll see uh, Aunt B and her friends. They started yeah. buying this elixir to give you energy during the day while you're cleaning the house. And it, they ended up on the end that Andy comes into his house and Aunt B's playing the piano and Clara's over there in the corner and they're all taking this elixir and it was booze. It was alcohol. Yeah, yeah. They're all hammered. Medicine. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you look in the 60s, there were advertisements in magazines for this little green pill that was for energy. It would give you a pep during the day and it showed a woman. Their advertisement was built around a woman in a skirt like Leave it to Beaver's mom vacuuming. Now, I grew up with a mom that vacuumed and never once did I see her with a, a, a dress on and everything, her hair done vacuuming the floor, but it looked good in a commercial. But take this little green pill. You'll have all the energy you need. Yeah, even the Stones think about it, Mother's Little Helper. There you go. You know, you, you think about that, you go back in time and you think mm -hmm. about that. And it's something that's been with us. It, it's, you know, they say the old adage about there's nothing new nope. under the sun. And there's not. I mean, people have used things to numb themselves all along, uh, I think, but there's there's kind of the specter that has uh, risen up among us with with this drug, uh, fentanyl, which is a synthetic opioid. Uh, which is can, can if you, you think about the question, Joe, I yeah, got sure. You said synthetic. Yeah, and yeah. For yeah. those of us who are not medically inclined, mm -hmm. the term opioid, the term uh, well, fentanyl again being another drug, but we hear about the opioid crisis, and yeah. it started. I started hearing it with OxyContin. Right. They called it hillbilly heroin. Yeah. And then it, you know, becomes fentanyl. What is an opioid? What is synthetic versus? Is there another? Is there a good type? I guess what I'm after is: is there a natural, yeah. found in nature, you know, yeah. medication that person a person could take as opposed to a synthetic made in a lab? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it goes all the way back to morphine. You know, and morphine is derived from the poppy plant. And you think about morphine naturally occurring. I always think of that scene in, you know, uh, 
in Wizard of Oz where, right. you know, the witch puts everybody to sleep and she poppies. goes, poppies, poppies, and everybody goes to sleep. Then all of a sudden, the other witch shows up and it starts snowing and they wake up. And to me, I've always thought, wow, they everybody just got a bump of Coke at that point in time. And then off to the... off to the And then they were yeah, running. They went, yeah, they, they were running, running as fast as they could trying to get to the Emerald City. I don't know if that's accurate, but there was a lot of, if you read that Sounds book in its original me. form, there's a lot of metaphor in there. Wow. So now that, I didn't that's know possibly that. I'm reading. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm a reading <laughs> machine tonight. That's that's Morgan's interpretation. Okay. But, you know, this goes back years and years, you know, and there's old stories about Coca-Cola. Can I actually say that? Coca-Cola? No, you just did. Uh, I just did. It was Dr. Uh, Pemberton's pick-me-up. Yeah, there you go. And as a matter of fact, the hangover interesting, cure. interesting little aside, the original the original uh, medical examiner's office where I worked in Atlanta, which sat at the back of the ambulance ramp for Grady Hospital, which is the large public hospital in Atlanta. Our address was Coca-Cola Place. And wow. right down the street, right down the street, was where the original drugstore was. And so you you could, you know, they take it, take it on the draw there you know so it was it was kind of an interesting actually it turned into a sandwich shop we can go get sandwiches wow. there but yeah you know we've been intertwined intertwined in this this dependency cycle for a long time and unfortunately with um, with fentanyl it's kicked it up another notch because with with the introduction of illicit fentanyl because we have to back up and understand that with fentanyl fentanyl was created as actually an analgesic just like any other opiate that's out there it's a synthetic version of the original naturally occurring analgesic once you think about morphine of course you've got heroin there's various derivatives but when you think about fentanyl it's at such a higher level it's literally it's about a hundred times more powerful than just about any other drug that that you can imagine and i think a lot of people are very confused and about how it's how it's utilized and why is it showing up why is this illicit form of fentanyl showing up because in the past it's been used for like a precursor to to anesthesia you know, where they get you into that warm, milky place, you know, before they say you're going to feel something cold in your line and then I'll start counting backwards. And fentanyl is, you know, kind of a precursor to that. It knocks down pain. You have fentanyl patches even, which is where a lot of people got the idea for the abuse of fentanyl, where you could take it and place it. It's a transdermal patch where you place it over, say, for instance, a, a painful area, and it could be absorbed, or you can absorb it directly into the system, and it's a slow release that Time might release, release yeah, over eight to, eight to 16 hours, whereas if you ingest it, say you take it orally, it's going to kick in really quickly, and so there's actually a nasal spray. for somebody taking it spray. for chronic pain, needing it for 6 to 12 hours, the patch would be a great idea. It's measured. Yeah, but it's measured. the problem measured. is the drug addicts get a hold of these things, right. and all of a sudden they're, they're poking holes, wearing three or four at a time. They're sucking the lint off of them, and right. all of a sudden you've gone from having a usable medication yeah. for pain that has become one of the easiest things to abuse, and it's killing people. Yeah, it is. And here's the other thing that drug dealers have discovered. For years and years, when any kind of drug, you name it, I mean anything like Coke, which is a stimulant, 
there's there's a number of other drugs. There's even been cases where marijuana has been laced with fentanyl and it's led to deaths. Things that you would not normally associate with an opioid that, you know, that like really slows down the system, this sort of thing. It's kind of juxtaposed to the reason people take cocaine. All right. So all it takes are just a few granules, if you will, of fentanyl that's pressed in to, say, for instance, a Coke or heroin or whatever the case might be, whatever the drug. And it's so very powerful that when drug dealers sell this drug to a buyer, the instant feeling that these people get as a result of fentanyl being present in that substance puts them in a state that they would not otherwise have expected to have been in. So what they're doing is they're literally cutting the drug. And in the past, when you think about drugs being cut, you know, I've, I've worked cases where drugs have been cut with baby powder, talcum, quinine. And the reason they're cut is so that the drug dealers can extend their supply of the pure form and they can add, put in additives to this. It's not counterintuitive, but when you, you mix fentanyl into one of these drugs, all of a sudden it soups this thing up to the point where they get this change in their reality. That is the abuser or the recipient of the drug. And they think, holy Christmas, this thing's working and I've never felt this way before in my life. And next thing you know, they're dead. Because it's so dangerous, it's so toxic that it can send them into what you see in other opiate-related deaths, a congestive failure. You know, they start to turn purple, they're foaming, they have foam coming from their mouth because their lungs are getting heavy. And there's really not a lot you can do for them at that moment in time. For years, we've had, you know, you'd mentioned OxyContin a little while ago. Oxys were the they were kind of the mainstay out there when you were talking about illicit drugs mm -hmm. and uh, things that were being manufactured that weren't part of the pharmaceutical industry. And people would try to buy the ones that legitimately were, but you had people that were manufacturing these things too. Fentanyl's the same way. Mm -hmm. So you have these synthetics that are being manufactured. They're so very lethal and so very dangerous that it can kill people. And you know, that's why today, I, you know, I really had a desire to uh, to talk about, you know, these three cases. Corey Richen. Poisoned her husband with the yeah. old Moscow mule. Yeah, the Moscow mule. We've already done an episode of Body mm -hmm. Bags on that, where you had her administering fentanyl, allegedly, to her husband, and it killed him. Yeah. Killed him quickly. Uh, very quickly. And. And, you know, she was in possession of the stuff, allegedly, according to the police. And now we've had this tragedy that has occurred in the Bronx where we've got they've literally a, a daycare where we've got one precious little angel that was under the care of uh, these adults in this environment. That child has died. There were three other ones that were exposed to fentanyl in the same environment. They're dead. And now I'm not going to say it's a ray of sunshine here. But now we've actually got a conviction, Dave, out in California involving a drug dealer who sold a tablet. It was actually a counterfeit Percocet tablet, which are very distinctive in their appearance. A counterfeit Percocet tablet, he provided this to this 15-year-old child, and she died within minutes of ingesting this thing because it had fentanyl in it. And so this is certainly a problem. That's not breaking news. But the fact that there is now 
on the books a case where the court is actually saying that this 15-year-old child's death is directly related to the administration of this drug and that this individual was charged with second-degree murder in California, in my mind, Dave, it's a game-changer. I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and a big shout-out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. I live in an area where allergies are a day-to-day issue, and finding an over-the-counter option for relief is like the holy grail. I use Astapro, and I strongly recommend you give it a try. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray, and it's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Years ago, when I got out of my field full-time, I was diagnosed with PTSD. I had sleep disorder. I had depression. And for me, I had to turn to someone to talk to somebody that could aid me along the path to healing, to restore me to that person that maybe I was at one point in time, to make me better for not just myself, but my family. If you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can do this anytime that you like. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bags today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash bags. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know, Dave, back in, I guess it was probably March, I think, of 2016, uh, there was an article that caught my eye. First off, it had two things in it. And one thing you're going to be very interested in, it had the the city's name stated in the article of Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And I know you're a baseball dude, and so that's, that's the home of the Little League World Series. But uh, the other word that it had contained in there was coroner. And I'm thinking, hmm, you know, Williamsburg seems to be this very, <laughs> the American dream, hot dogs, apple pie. But turns out that the coroner in Williamsburg, Pennsylvania, realized that there was a real problem in his little community up there with uh, heroin abuse. And guess what? Guess what he started doing, Dave? Every death that he had, now this is the coroner doing this, not the DA. Every death that this coroner had that came through his office that was a drug OD, he didn't rule it as an accidental death. He ruled it as a homicide. Wow. And that's kind of a, it's a different way of looking at it. And there's a lot of people that will argue that, particularly legal eagles that are out there. I know that. I understand. But just from uh, a medical legal perspective, from the perspective of the coroner, the medical examiner, when you think about that, his rationale was that, and I think the quote was something like, and I'm paraphrasing, whether you're shot in the back with a bullet or shot in the arm with heroin, you're dead. What's the difference? This is a homicide. And so I'm, you know, with, with these developments out in California with this 15-year-old girl that has died as a result of being exposed to fentanyl, I'm kind of encouraged maybe that some type of step has been made. But Dave, you know, until until people make a decision not to ingest drugs, you're still, the problem is still going to exist. You can't arrest it out of existence. Right. You remember when Carol O'Connor had a son with oh, yeah. a drug problem? Yeah. Martin Sheen with Charlie yeah. Sheen, where these are two very famous actors who actually went public with their loved one's drug problem and demanding the police do something about the drug dealer who is selling it to them. And I understand that. As a, as a parent, I understand the, the pain. Use the case of 15-year-old Jewel, who was given, and I think you said that she thought it was a Percocet, and the drug dealer, by the way, a 20-year-old. Right. And that's the part, I think, that really people don't understand is that you got a 20-year-old with whatever his education level is, he's mixing together drugs that he's popping in their fentanyl, and is he squishing them into pills? Does he buy all? I mean, I don't yeah. understand, and I mean this, Joe. I'm pretty worldly. This is beyond anything I ever thought I would see coming to add a drug. If somebody's buying heroin, you're going to add a drug to make it better, make it hook better to sell these pills. And you're going to add, it's like, this is like kryptonite. If you can imagine, I'm going to give Superman a pill and I'm going to put kryptonite in it. He's going to think he's going to really be strong, but it's going to kill him. That's what they're doing. It's kind of interesting, you know, with the second degree murder charge out in, out in Cali with this death. The way the statute is written is the unlawful killing of a human being that's done without deliberation or premeditation. So you don't have that factor in there, but it is done with malice of forethought. And let me tell you why I think that that they were able to 
rule this case as a homicide from a medical legal perspective and then get a conviction on it is because when this 22-year-old that has been convicted in this case, he was attempting to garner something else from this 15-year-old child, and that was a sexual rendezvous with her. And I, I don't know what her history is as far as having been exposed to. And I, I got to tell you, when I was 15 years old, I, I wouldn't have known what a Percocet was. I wouldn't have known that it's essentially uh, an Oxycontin, you know, mixed with acetaminophen. I would have had no knowledge of that. In the public, when you're buying these things illicitly, even, and most people create them with a press, they can come in a couple of different varieties when you see them. If people at home will know what a a scored pill is and a scored pill is where there is actually a line a deep line where you mm -hmm. can break the thing into and take like half the dosage they will in certain circumstances particularly i mean how many times do we take drugs at home those that have been prescribed to us and we closely examine those tablets as we dump them into our hand and ingest them we we generally don't but in the case of this young 15 year old girl he tells her perhaps oh this is going to make you feel right you know, this is like an oxy, only better. He gives this thing to her, and it's it's a Percocet, he says. Well, it's a Percocet, and it's, it's going to make you feel so good when you take it. Well, she scores this drug from him. She takes it, and she winds up going into cardiac arrest and dies. And the, the fact that it, it happened so quickly is indicative of the nature of fentanyl because it can literally kill you in just a few moments. And it's, it's really hard depending upon the amount that you get into your system. And remember what I'd said earlier, it's, it's roughly 100 times more lethal than say, for instance, a dose of heroin. And we all know how deadly heroin is. And all it takes is just a couple of granules of fentanyl itself to be commingled with the drug of choice here. And that's what happened with her. Not too dissimilar from what happened in the Bronx at this daycare. I got to tell you, Dave, when I heard about this particular case involving this 22-month-old, I was absolutely gobsmacked by this because you're, you're thinking, how in the world does a 22-month-old little precious angel like this get exposed to fentanyl, of all things. How, how does this happen, Dave? From a news perspective, we started looking at the daycare and the daycare owners, started looking at neighbors, seeing what they were talking about. And then you find out it was not hidden. If you have a daycare center and you don't have children, that's not a daycare center. If you have a daycare center that has a lot of adults going in and out, but no children, that's not a daycare center. And if it's in your neighborhood and that's happening, it's not a daycare center. This Bronx daycare, I actually looked it up on Google Earth. I wanted to see what was around it and where it was. And you know what? They actually did a walkthrough of this daycare. And by the way, by the time officials started looking at this place and did a, a special walkthrough with no warning, they passed. It looked like a daycare on the inside. They did have children by then. They didn't have children for the first six months, but then they started. What the people looking in the building, they're looking to make sure you've got children on mats that the you know doors are locking properly, the food is put up. They're looking for safety conditions for children, and those conditions were met. The reason they didn't see the drugs is the drugs were hidden underneath in a hidden compartment underneath where the children laid their nap mats. You've got toddlers, a nap mat. That's the has a little pillow in it, and it rolls out, and the kids lay down and take their nap. 
and these little toddlers, little babies. Yeah. How is it possible, Joe, that you've got, okay, fentanyl, horrible drug and all that, but how can it be so powerful that while they're mixing it up and making pills or whatever, that it gets into the atmosphere, sparkle, you know, just little powdery dust in the, like, I'm thinking of when I dust something and I see the stuff a little bit. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Something that little that can actually impact some. Yeah, it it is. And what is so very insidious about it is that it could be anywhere. You know, most of us have not been to a pharmacy, a true legitimate pharmaceutical lab or a manufacturer plant. I've seen pictures. Yeah. They look clean. Yeah, they do. They do. And you've got people walking around. It's a very pristine environment. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have like a cloud of dust kind of floating in the air right. okay there are certain measures that they take i mean just think about it if that were the case where they're and they're literally pressing pills in there they have these huge yeah. machines which they actually found at this daycare those manual ones right yeah and it's a pressing machine and it exerts a certain amount of, of foot pounds and so when it's pressed that's how you can turn something that otherwise is kind of a chalky powdery substance into a hard hard substance. Now it has to have binders in it. When you take a medication, for instance, you're not just taking a pure medication. There are other things in there that are used as what are referred to as binders. They hold this thing together. Okay. And so the more tightly you can compress this thing, it's going to have uniformity to it, but it's also going to have a kind of a standardized form that's recognizable. That's why, for instance, when we're talking about the California case with the 15 year old girl, he gave her a Percocet. And traditionally, a Percocet will, uh, there are some of the Percocet tablets that will actually have Percocet written on the tablet. Mm -hmm. Now, others of them will have be denoted by numbers that are distinct to that particular tablet. Some of the tablets will look almost torpedo shaped and others will be circular. And there's a whole variety of different types. But in this case, in back to the Bronx, when you're thinking about this, the reason that in these pharmaceutical labs are safe or the manufacturing plants are safe is because the workers wouldn't live. They, they couldn't survive in an environment where there is particulate drug matter floating in the air right. because they could inhale it. All right. With the case in the Bronx where you have bags, Dave, and I mean bags and bags of this, these drugs, they are literally beneath what the news is describing as a trap door, which I think is an inaccurate phrase as far as I'm concerned, because the floor itself is, it's tiled. So you could actually, and it's press and peel. So you could pull up segments of the tile and it's going to, in its natural state, you're not going to pick up on it. So any inspectors that would walk in would not look at the floor other than a health inspection, you're looking for discarded foodstuffs that might be stuck to the floor, milk stains, anything that has issued forth, any kind of biological substance like children are spitting right. up, that sort of thing, and it hasn't been cleaned. You're not going to look what's to try to see what's beneath the floorboards. With fentanyl, if it's being manufactured in there, if a child can just barely touch the surface where say particulate fentanyl is, that goes into their mouth. So what do children do? I mean, you and I are both dads. Mm -hmm. We're both grandpas. When babies are little, one of the ways that they explore the world is to taste. Mm -hmm. 
and they experience everything. You know, how many times do we tell our children, don't put that in your mouth? In this particular case, how does anyone know or how could anyone ever have anticipated that this child would have reached down and touched arguably one of the most toxic substances in the world? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Odorless and tasteless. That would essentially describe fentanyl. There's really no way that you're going to be able to detect that it's there. I think the only thing that's really detectable from a taste standpoint might be any other substances that is married to the actual drug fentanyl that might give off a better taste, but in its purest form, it's not going to have a big neon sign over it saying, you know, on any level, any sensory level, that this is in fact poison. And when we think about these cases with the daycare and the 15-year-old girl in California 
those cases are cases that might not have specific intent when we're talking about a death. But in the case of Corey Richens, allegedly killing her husband with fentanyl, you're on a completely different level there, Dave. You're talking about utilizing a known lethal substance in order to bring about the death of another person as if you would have given them arsenic or strychnine. I'm glad you pointed that out because one of the interesting parts of Corey Richens' uh, alleged act is it wasn't a one-time attempt. There were several different times in their married life over the last few years where her husband, one was when they were in Greece, they're on vacation, and he actually called home and talked to one of his sisters and said, I think she's poisoning me. Right. He then, before this happened, he got sick about a month before, and that's when some of the information that I've seen allegedly, maybe, you know, whatever you want to call it, but there was information that a couple of weeks before the final dosage was used to take him out that there had been an attempt, and he did get sick, but not as sick enough to die. And so she had to allegedly try it out a couple of times to get the dosage right, because her goal was to get the dosage right enough to kill him, but not so much as to be overkill, because she could always come back and allegedly say he was, he was just toying around with fentanyl. He just got out of hand. You know, you can always claim that, but if you've got somebody who all of a sudden has enough to kill a camel, and there's no way that the individual could have injected it themselves or drank it or anything else without being sick immediately, you know, there would have been a call to police. There would have been an immediate yeah. 911 call going, I'm dying, she's killing me, and I don't know, you know. Yeah, and I think that one of, one of the things is uh, that you have to consider is the means by which the fentanyl is taken on. Uh, are we talking about an injectable, which is certainly possible. People do inject uh, fentanyl. Did you know, Dave, that people even actually smoke fentanyl yes it can be mixed you know like i didn't know know that until you asked me about this a while back and i actually looked it up because i didn't know joe yeah yeah. who takes the most powerful pain drug of all time and mixes it with recreational drugs or what we know to be recreational recreational drugs drugs, who would do that you're killing your potential client base but really you're getting them more addicted to a bigger high well you are and and they don't die yeah, and differing from the example with Richens' case, I think, is the fact that if you are a drug dealer, uh, one of the worst models that you could have, and I hate to say it this way, I know I'm going to catch grief over it, but when you think about a business model, if you're attempting to make money, the worst thing you can do is kill your client. And so when you where where's that middle ground that you can hit in order to make the high more intense, but you have them coming back for more. And the problem is, is that these drugs are made in a clandestine environment. So to be able to dial it in specifically from just a a pharmaceutical standpoint is very difficult when applied to say, for instance, uh, you're you're trying to commingle it with say for instance, heroin or Coke, you don't know how much to apply to the mixture so that it's non-lethal. That's what I was going to ask you, Joe. What about in the case of Corey Richens, where she allegedly purchased the fentanyl tablets to mix in with her husband's drink, the Moscow mule that she made him allegedly. As a medical death investigator, how would you, you see the guy's dead and you're trying to figure out what happened and nothing really seems to make sense. Is it going to show up in a manner of death? Is there something you're going to see, or is it only going to be toxicology that's going to tell you? And is the toxicology report going to tell you enough? 
generally with opioid deaths, you're going to have, there will be some physical symptomology. And one of the things that, you know, you've heard me say over and over again with drugs like this that kind of uh, depress the respiratory system, many times you're going to see them going into a congestive failure. So with, and I'm not saying this about the court, I'm talking in very, very broad terms here. Uh, when you think about, say, uh, heroin ODs, they'll get this congestive appearance, congested appearance where their head will actually appear very purple. They'll have uh, froth coming from their nose and their mouth. And generally, if uh, from the nipple line up many times, you'll have this kind of purple discoloration that you'll have. With from this a heroin individual. overdose. Yeah, yeah, from any kind of opiate overdose. Okay. Um, and it that. doesn't happen every single time. One of the things that you look for, though, is the weight of the lungs because the, the lungs get precipitously heavy and in this and it, again it goes to this idea of and it's not like heavy that you see with people that have like a viral pneumonia or something like that where you've got a lot of mucus in there when you you know you dissect the lungs it's it's something completely different they will be very heavy they will have like a hemorrhagic appearance when you see them and you're talking about not just like 50 grams heavier than they normally are you're talking about 100 grams heavier than they should be when you weigh them because we weigh each one of the organs that's one of the things that you'll look for in which we we refer to this in the morgue as a uh, the gross anatomic dissection and when i say that that means you're dissecting and examining the body with the unaided eye is the way the physicians will say and so then you take the tissue segments and you'll see the congestion for instance in in the lungs themselves microscopically right. But then it comes down to toxicology, and it, it's it's really interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, Dave. Uh, when I first started out working for uh, for the coroner all those years ago in New Orleans, we have a standard drug panel that we we'll look for. We look for it'll be opiates. THC is on there. Coke is on there. Benzodiazepine. All these other things. Even salicylates with aspirin. Now they specifically screen for fentanyl so it will be on a standard panel and it will pop up it's not one of these things that's necessarily going to be hidden it's not some kind of exotic you know exotic toxin from some the back of a frog somewhere in south america this is something that will be be there and the trick is particularly will you be able to get you can do you can get what's called a qualitative amount to say that yes that drug is there but it takes a bit longer to get a quantitative amount Going, circling all the way back to when we started our conversation, fentanyl was initially designed as an analgesic. It was initially designed to bring us relief from pain, Dave. But now it's used in such a manner that it's used for a completely different purpose. And so to try to suss that out and understand what was it being purposed for when you look for fentanyl or any kind of drug they actually have what are referred to as therapeutic levels mm -hmm. there's a standard baseline i'm going to keep this very simple for everybody there's a standard baseline that you look for in a tox screen and even if you're talking about cocaine there is what's referred to as a therapeutic <laughs> level for cocaine. Is, this, is cocaine Co still used in hospitals? Cocaine, cocaine has been used in the past for, uh, particularly for local anesthetics. Mm -hmm. um, dentists would use it as a direct injection into like the gums. 
Uh, you well, it's can, a number. You, you can put find, cane on the end of something, it's going to numb you. Yeah, yeah, it will numb things. So you can find there are applications for every drug at a therapeutic level. Now, whether or not doctors would still choose to use it or not, right. but fentanyl does exist as a therapeutic measure. So you think about that and think, well, is this is this the type of medication that this individual would have? And from a medical legal perspective, you have to investigate and find out what their medical history is. Are they experiencing back pain? Do they have some kind of pain that they're having to endure that maybe a physician has prescribed them something, you know, to thwart that pain, to give them the analgesic, to knock it down? Or is this something else? Is this something that somebody has produced in their garage or out in the woods somewhere that certainly has no therapeutic use? I'm Joseph Scott Morgan, and this is Body Bags. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.